Hey friends, welcome to the Made to Pray podcast. Where we believe you and I were made to pray. Hey friends, welcome back to the Made to Pray podcast. I'm Carolee. And I'm Lori. And we hope you guys had a great Easter Sunday, a great Holy Week last week. Um, Know that we were praying for you and believing that you were encountering Jesus in a a deeper way, in a new way. Um, And we'd love to hear how your Easter went. Uh, You can always... Uh, respond to us, reach out to us via social media on our Facebook page, on our Instagram. Um, if you listen to us on Spotify, you can you can respond to questions and polls there. Uh, but we'd love to get some feedback and see how your Easter was. And, um, and if you took communion with us, I think that was really powerful. Um, I know, I, I don't know about Lori, but I know myself and my husband took communion a few times during Holy Week, and it just really was a good, a good practice to really slow down and focus on what what last week really meant. Yes, and um, just remembering, you know, the reminder of the power of the cross and um, what Jesus did for us. And I think, like we've talked about before, but even in this season, I think there's just um, I had listened to a worship group this last week, um, just doing some live set with them, but he was just saying, you know, he said, Holy week hits in a whole different way right now. And I think that that can be taken in many ways. You know, there's so much going on in people's lives, in the world that I think in our generation or our day and age, you know, we're, we're in a place that we usually just read about in history and to be in a place where we actually need the mm-hmm. presence of God and the understanding of the power of the cross, it's just on a whole, a whole nother level. Right. And yeah. um, so just kind of segueing from that into this week, um, I was just talking with Carrie and I, I really just had felt that that the Lord wanted us to kind of talk about and focus on the heart of repentance. And I think that it would be easy in the natural to be like, Oh no, you know, we're going to talk about repentance. We're going to talk about sin, you know, and all of the things that I've done wrong, but that's not necessarily the angle or the focus. Um, You know, the heart of repentance, it should be um, not shame and guilt, but, really to the place that it draws us that we don't want to grieve the heart of the father. Yeah. And so our focus kind of um, today and the drawing of it for me was out of Psalms 51. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not going to read the whole passage, but I am going to kind of highlight a few um, scriptures in here. And the first one was in verse 51, verse six, it says, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts you will make me to know wisdom. And I think that the thing of it is, is that the Lord wants us to walk in truth, and he wants to give us wisdom. And I think that we need that in this hour very um, 
intensely because we need to know what truth is and we need to know that that truth is coming from the word of God. Right. But the real uh, focus was for me in verse 10. It says, creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit that I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. And I was just thinking of this, that the biggest thing in this hour is we do not want to be cast away from the presence of God. We do not want the Holy Spirit to be absent from our life. And so when we think about that point strictly, it's that God created me a clean heart that if there is anything that I'm not aware of, or if there is hidden sin or things that I am not even aware of that would be hindering me from being in your presence or walking in that full relation of the Holy Spirit, I want to, I want to know, you know, I want to, I want to know, you know, I want to know the conviction so that I can get it right. And then when he says, then I will teach transgressors your way and sinners will be converted to you. And I think the thing of that, that also speaks to me is that if we are walking in a place of repentance and the power of God is manifested in our life with our relationship with the Lord, then other people will be drawn to know the Lord and be saved. Right. The um, focal point today really that we want to have is that, that we are just seeking before the Lord to have a repentant heart. That if there's anything in our lives, Father, that is, you know, um, displeasing to you or hindering the place in your presence or knowing your voice or hearing your truth, that we want to remove that. Right. Um, Right. I think it's important for us when we talk about repentance, like you said in the beginning, like we don't want it to be, I mean, repentance can be a heavy and hard thing. (laughs) We're not going to sugarcoat it and make it, but we also don't want it to feel, um, we're talking having a repentant heart yourself about your own stuff, yeah. right? Because when, sometimes when we talk repentance, it can feel real judgy and like we're calling out your sin. There's a place and a time for that, but we're, we can't do that unless we have repented before the Lord and have a clean heart first right. anyway. And so we're talking about focusing inward and asking like David did, asking God to search my heart, like Mm -hmm. search me, you know, my heart better than I do. Mm -hmm. I want it to be clean and pure before you. And a lot of times that means you have to deal with some old wounds. You have to deal with things you haven't let go or forgiven. You have to deal with being open to follow what God's saying, even if it is not what you want or not what feels good or not what the culture tells you is okay. I think that all of those things are important. And while we're talking about that, it's really important to remember the difference between conviction of the Holy Spirit and condemnation that comes from the enemy. Mm -hmm. So when you're convicted, when you're, because it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. So he's, he's not the angry judge father that a lot of us maybe thought he was years ago. He is a good, good father, but if you're lucky enough to have a good father or to be married to somebody who is a good father, you know, that's not always, you know, warm, fuzzy 
hugs. Like it also involves discipline. So the, the conviction of the Holy Spirit is kindness and love gently showing you that there's a better way. Mm-hmm. The condemnation of the enemy, <laughs> we all know what that feels like because we've all experienced because it's kind of his job. So it makes you feel like Lori said, the guilt and the shame. It makes you think that you are worthless and that you, you know, I mean, like if you give into it, it it's very destructive. Mm-hmm. But conviction from the Holy Spirit is not destructive. It's actually restorative. Um, I was thinking that we've, when our daughter was young, my husband used to play a game with her. We called it the doodle game. And they would just like make little squiggles or lines or shapes and then trade papers. And you'd have to like make a picture out of those shapes. It was just really fun and creative. And um, I mean, we did it the the whole time they're growing up, but we just started playing that with our granddaughter. And so (laughs) we made some shapes last night and she was kind of creating these things. And I thought I knew what, I mean, she's four. (laughs) She was really good for four, but I thought I knew what she was drawing. And she was like, Mimi, (laughs) it's this. And she turned it upside down and she showed it. But while she, as she showed it to me, she's the creator of it. Right. So she knew what she envisioned and she could clearly explain. And I could clearly see what it was once she showed me. Mm-hmm. Um, but before, but when I wasn't looking at it through her eyes, I thought it was something totally different. And that's very similar to our own lives and how we, what we, who we think we are or what we, how we look at our own sin or activities. When we ask the Holy Spirit to come, and show us God is our creator. He created us to be something totally different sometimes than what we are, but he desires to show us who that is and to help us become that person. And so I think when we have a repentant heart, it's us coming to him saying, show me what you see in me. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked a few weeks about ago about being an encouragement. And, and if you don't have someone speaking life into you to ask them, what's good? What, what is something good about me? You know, we come to God and we say the same thing, but we don't just ask for the good stuff. We also have to ask for like, if I'm off on anything, if my thinking is askew on something, if I'm doing something that grieves your spirit, I I need to know. I want you to correct me because I want to become the person you created me to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that um, I had seen a definition and it says conviction is the work of the Holy Spirit where a person is able to see himself as God sees him. Guilty, defiled, and totally unable to save himself, John 16, 8. Conviction functions differently for the Christian and the non-Christian. For the non-Christian, conviction reveals sinfulness, guilt, and brings fear of God's righteous judgment, whereas a conviction in the believer brings an awareness of sin and a result in repentance, confession, and cleansing. So I think that you know, the idea is that God, you know, he created us a clean heart, God, that we would think and act and respond in the ways that would bring you honor, that would bring you glory, that would cause a non-believer to see um, the fruit of who you are in our lives, that it's, we don't do these things because we love the Lord, because we believe that his ways are good, that his ways are right. And, um, in Samuel, second Samuel 22, 31, it says, 
As for God, his way is perfect, and the word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. And then verse 33 says, God is my strength and power, and he makes my way perfect. And I think that the thing of it is, is that we are saying, you know, God, your word is true, and it is proven, and it is a shield, and we can trust in you. And so when you say that there are certain things that are not good for our lives, and there are, there are things that we should not do, and there are ways that we should not go, it's because your way is right because it is going to produce fruit. It is going to bring life. And the thing about it is, is that when we do these things and we uh, are in a life of repentance and we, it not only impacts us, but it, it impacts our friends. It impacts our family. Mm -hmm. It impacts yeah. our community. It impacts our workplace because what we are what we are bringing is that we're bringing our heart before the Lord saying, God, we believe in all of what you say and what you do and that it is that it is for a purpose and it is for a reason and it is for the good, not only of us, but for the good of others. And so um, rather than looking from a place of I'm in I'm in trouble or I did this wrong, it's like, God, I want to honor you and I want to walk in the power and the fruit of all of your word says, because, because it, let's be honest, it's not always easy. Right. And I was telling Carrie before we even came on about this scripture in first Samuel 15 verse 24. And it says, then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned for I have transgressed the commandments of the Lord in your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voices or obeyed their voice. And I was telling Carrie, you know, I think that this is another place why it's so important in this hour because we are living in an hour where the voice, let's say, of the government or, or peers or people around us, that they're, we fear them sometimes. We fear that we need mm -hmm. to do what other people say or what other people think of us matters more than, well, if I'm going to be alone or I don't want to be outcast or I don't want to look funny. But we have to be able to say, God, my heart is so before you and I, the right. presence of God is so important to me and I need the Holy Spirit that it doesn't matter what other people say that if this is what you say and this is what your word says, then this is what I want to do. This is what I have to do mm -hmm. and that we cannot walk in the fear of man and the fear of intimidation or the place of being popular. And we look at that in social media, right? Because the influence of man is so powerful right now. People are looking for likes and acceptance and followers and all of the things that say, this is the way this is successful. But on the other side, we don't see when people are lonely or there's abuse or there's suicide or there's addiction or you don't see that because before the eyes, right? It says, this is the way they went and now everything is perfect. But that's the lie of the enemy to make a picture of something mm -hmm. appear that is not appear as though it is, right? Right. And you can also correlate that to the scriptures that says faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of not yet seen. And that goes back to the very thing that of a repentant heart when we follow after the ways of God and we're saying, Lord, we believe and we have faith. We might not see it, but if we trust that this is what his word says and it is unwavering, then 
when we walk in that place where it says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of not yet seen, that if we follow that path, we are going to see the fruit of it right. in all areas of our life. Right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know, and we are we we are a becoming people. Mm -hmm. We are becoming more and more like someone. Um, so as believers, that should be more and more like Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. He is our example. He is, he is, we're made in, in his image and we are following in his footsteps. Um, but you know, uh, I can't remember who, I don't know if it's Bob Dylan or something like you're going to worship somebody, right? You're going to worship somebody. So, um, if you're a believer, that should be Jesus. And if you worship Jesus, if you follow Jesus, if you've asked him into your heart and into your life and you've received the finished work of the cross, then you should be becoming more and more like him. Mm -hmm. And I think having that repentant heart is, is allowing your heart to still be a heart of flesh and not a heart of stone mm -hmm. and allowing him to come in and, uh, like we said, course correct or gently say, hey, you know, when you responded like that, that's that's really not the way I would have responded. And to go back and, and fix it, to go back and apologize and, you know, or like, you know, what, whatever the behavior is that he is convicting you of, mm -hmm. to, to willingly lay it down at the cross, to willingly lay it down and say, well, I, you know, as much as I enjoy, you know, what fill in the blank if that's, if that's not what you have for me, I don't, I don't want it either, you know, um, to, to have a repentant heart and to live a lifestyle of repentance mm -hmm. so that your account is short against the Lord. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that is a lifestyle that is also, that's what we want, right? It's full of peace. It's full of joy. It's full of assurance. It's full of knowing who you are and what your purpose is. Those are the, that's the fruit of having a repentant heart of, of being firm in your relationship and your stance with Jesus. Um, I remember doing training when our girls were little um, to be part of a moms in touch group, which is a prayer group of moms of school age kids that get together and pray, pray for their kids and their teachers and their schools. And, um, and I remember going through the training and it was, again, I was fairly new Christian at that point. I mean, you know, maybe five, six years old in the Lord, but they're, they're very, um, part of their formula of how they do their prayer time. It like starts off with the time of repentance. Like it starts mm -hmm. off, like you search your heart and you make sure that you're good. And I thought, I mean, I remember thinking this is so religious, but you know, I, I did it because I was part of a moms in touch group and I was leading and I was under their authority and I did it the way they taught me to do it. And I'm telling you what, some of those times, like I didn't think I had anything to repent of, but just the fact that I was going before him and asking him blessed his heart so much. And I mean, I think that we saw so much breakthrough because we kept that, it taught me to keep that account short, like to make sure that I was forgiving, that I was um, listening to his spirit when he said, hey, I really don't want you to go, you know, watch that movie or go do that thing. Or, you know, I don't want you to let that friendship die or to, you know, whatever it was that he was correcting me to, to keep my heart soft towards him mm -hmm. so that I would allow him to lead me to repentance because there's fruit on the other side of it. It might be, it might be intense in the, in the, 
in the confessing of it, in the in the working it out with him. But we are called to work out our salvation and the fruit of it is that peaceful life, that joyful life, that that knowing who you are and what your identity is in Christ life. And I think, you know, that's what we all want, whether we put those words to it or not. I think what what our hearts long for is to be more like Jesus, to be who he created us to be. And if we are becoming more like him, it's going to, because we live in a sinful fallen world, it's going to require us to, to have a repentant lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I truly, yeah. Believe that in this, um, it says, you know, this, this quote was, what is genuine repentance? Well, if you truly, if you are truly convinced if your mind is changed, then your actions will show it. Even the secular world has picked up on this. Whatever you believe with conviction becomes your reality. Yeah. And um, I was talking to Carrie a little bit earlier that I had read about the story of Jonah. And um, I didn't really even think of it in this context. But uh, it says, you know, Jonah decided to go one way. And God convinced him literally to change uh, direction and go God's way. It says the men on the boat believed in many gods. They changed their minds and came to believe and commit to Jonah's God. Then they acted on their new belief, tossing Jonah, giving, sacrificing, making vows to God. But just the power of, you know, can kind of even see in repentance. Jonah w- did not want to do what God wanted him to do. He didn't mm-hmm. want to go God's way. And so he tried to avoid that. And in this story, we also see God's grace, right? Because we see that he, you know, he gave Jonah a second chance. (laughs) And, you know, it took Jonah being in the fish to be like, okay, God, you know, I'm sorry. But in that process, what happened, those men saw the true power of the God that Jonah was following. And they saw that his grace it really impacted all of them, right? Because he could have just killed Jonah. Right. Right. I mean, he could have just <laughs> been done with, with right. Jonah and his disobedience, <laughs> but he didn't. He said, you know, are you, you know, when Jonah repented, he said, okay, now are you going to do it my way? Right. Are you going to go to the people that I originally wanted you to go to? But that's the power of, you know, God's grace that he, he wants us to get it right. And he wants to show us that whenever we will follow his ways and come before him and lay things down and say, you know, I, I either, I messed up or, um, you know, that other people are watching. Is that how we say it? Other people are watching what we do and they see God course correct us, right? They see when we're repentant Mm -hmm. and they're seeing that, when we've done that, the power of God comes into the situation and changes it yeah. and makes it different. And the thing of it is, is that obedience and that place of repentance, what happens? It affects a greater group of people. Yeah. And they were instantly able to see, okay, your God is real. Look what he did, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then I think that is also can be equated into our, our own life is that when we come before the Lord and we have a repent heart or we get things right or we change it affects more than just us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the true heart of repentance because right. God is really for, he's for us and he's for the people. Yeah. And so the enemy wants, um, you know, to beat us up that you'll never get it right. Or, 
you know, you send and it sends, the send is too great, or, you know, how many times are you going to do this? But I think the thing of it is, is when it says, whenever he truly, um, whenever he truly, when he changed his mind, when he saw it, when he believed it, yeah. that is the thing of it is, is that because when we're truly convicted or we are truly believe something, we're going to change our actions. We're going to change our response, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we're going to, and I was um, even talking with my husband last night about it is so easy to just say something, right? <laughs> like we, like I could say a scripture and I use the example of I've struggled with fear in my life yeah. and I can, I can quote the scripture that says, you know, the Lord has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And I know that scripture is true. Right. But I could say that and still be battling with fear. Mm -hmm. So until I can get that scripture in my spirit and in my heart that this is true and right. I don't have to live in fear and I don't, I can trust that God is in control and he's going to help me, but I have to really say it. And, right. and ask the Holy Spirit to help me really believe it because we can just say, I know this is bad or I shouldn't <laughs> do that. But right. until it is, until we are truly convinced in our hearts and our minds that we have to change, we have to change something. Right. That it, the change won't come until then. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So. It's true. So I just think that um, today, and maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll talk about it uh, a continued another, next week or um, another week. But I just really wanted to, my heart today was to pray um, that God would, like out of Psalms 51, my encouragement this to you guys this week is just to dwell in the passage of Psalm 51. Yeah. to pray the scriptures, maybe to memorize them. But really my heart in this was that, that we would go after the place that God would create in us in a clean heart and that he would renew a steadfast spirit within us and that we would not be cast away from his presence and that the Holy Spirit um, would not be taken from us. And I just mean that in the place of that we have a place in our, we've created the, the like God cleanse me you know, renew my mind, purify my heart, reveal anything in my life that is not bringing you pleasure, Lord, that sin that's known or unknown to me because I desire to be in your presence because I need the Holy Spirit's guidance, wisdom, mm -hmm. um, counsel. So um, that's just the place that I, that I want to uh, pray from today. Very good. Yeah. Let's do it. So, Father God, we just come before you today, Jesus. And, Lord, we have just um, come off of Easter weekend, God, and Passover, and the power of the cross, and the power of the blood of Jesus. And, Lord, that even the gift of being able to partake in communion as the symbolic covenant relationship, God, Lord, we just come before you repentant in our hearts, God, to say, Father, we want to come before you, God. And we are just declaring your word out of Psalms 51 that says, 
Create in us a clean heart, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, before you today, we just ask that you would clean our hearts, Father. Lord, we repent of our sins, God. We repent, we humble ourselves, and we come before the throne, and we say, God, anything that is in us, we ask, Father, please reveal to us the things that we need to know. Yes. God, purify our hearts before you because we desire God to be able to come into your presence and to sit before the throne of our father and to have communion with you and have relationship with you and have dialogue with you. Lord, that you in turn reveal your heart to us. God, that you would in that place of your presence speak truth to us, speak your plan, speak your desire, remind us of your word, God, bring to light scriptures, Father, that expound this truth to us, Father, because we want to partner with the Holy Spirit. We need, you said that you would leave us the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the counselor, the guide, the wisdom, the truth. And so God, we are just saying, we come before you, God, and we want to be pure because we want to walk in communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We want him to be present in our everyday lives. We want him to speak wisdom, counsel, truth, and guidance to us because we rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, the gift that you gave us. And so, God, we just thank you today, Lord, that all shame, God, that we lay the shame down at the foot of the cross. Lord, that we are we lay down guilt and condemnation. And Father, we just ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak to us and to the people. Who do you say that we are? What do you love about us, Father? What are the things that you put in us that delight your heart, God? Lord, let us cling to the heart of a Father that loves us and treasures us and values us. May we see, may we see ourselves in the eyes of our Father today, God. Lord, that we do not want to dishonor or displease our Father, but God, we want you to take delight in us. We want you to be proud of who we are. God, we want to know the treasures of your word. God, we want, um, I think of the scripture that says your word is a, um, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, God, that when that you will illuminate the way before us, God that we could be like giddy children on a a path that is lit up, that we are following um, to the treasures of our Father because He delights in us, and we delight to honor Him and please Him. And so, Father God, I thank You that You are renewing in us, God, the heart of repentance, Father, because we want to please you god we want to honor you as our father we want to honor the gifts and the treasures and the things that you have put in us and so we want our heart to be clean and pure before you father thank you father we just love you today thank jesus you, lord. we praise you thank holy you, lord you're so good thank you father you're so good thank you jesus. lord wherever we've believed a lie mm about who you are or about who we are, we ask that you would come and reveal truth or that you would replace that lie with the truth of who you are and who you intended for us to be. Lord, we ask that you would come 
as as David asked, yes. and and search our hearts, Lord. Yes. That is a scary prayer, but it is vital and it is necessary, Lord, mm-hmm. because we want to be saturated with your presence. We want to be so close to you that when you whisper truth to us, we will hear it, that we will recognize your voice. And Lord, if there's any distance between us and you, it's it's our doing. It's on us. It's not you. You never take a step away from us. So Lord, if we've been holding you at arm's length for whatever reason, reveal it to us now. Show us the offense that we've taken up or the lie that we've believed about you or about us or about someone else. Lord, we ask, Holy Spirit, you would shed light on the areas that are still in darkness and shadowed and unclear to us, Lord. Whatever is standing in between us and you, we ask that you would remove it, reveal it, help us partner with you to get it gone so that we could be close to you. Thank you that you hold us in the palm of your hand and that you cover us with your wings, Lord God, that we are safe with you. We thank you that your kindness leads us to this place, that you don't desire to beat us up and to condemn us, Lord, Mm -hmm. but that Jesus came as we celebrated last week so that we could be made free and so that we could be in heaven with you, cleansed and purified through the blood of Jesus. We thank you for forgiveness. We thank you for redemption. Mm -hmm. We thank you for resurrection power that is now part of who we are Mm -hmm. because we are resurrected with Christ, seated in heavenly places right now at the hand of the Father. We thank you, Lord, that we are grafted in and that we are part of the family and that a good, good Father is loving and gracious and kind and full of joy. Yes, but he's also gentle in his correction because he desires the best for us. And that is you, Lord, and we are yours. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Lord, I just thought in Acts 3, 19, it says, repent, there, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Jesus. He may send Jesus Christ who has preached to you before. But God, we just ask, Father, for that place of repentance in our lives, God, that our sins are forgiven and converted, Lord, and blotted out so that there may be times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. And I just ask this, God, that there would be a refreshing of of the presence of the Lord in our lives. And I just feel, God, in in closing out this time, Lord, that scripture that says, you know, if my people who will call are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, you know, that you will forgive our sins and that you will heal our land, God. And we are so desperate, Father, for that we repent on behalf of the sins of our nation, God, on behalf of the sins, Lord, that in the whole place of repentance, God, that we... Uh, are crying out as a remnant people, Father, that you would forgive our sins and that you would heal our land, God. And that these places of repentance, God, that happen personally, Lord, that they affect everybody. And so, God, as a remnant, we are asking, God, we are calling out 
for our nation, God, for for leaders, for places, that there would be a place of repentance that would come from the head down, God, that you would hear from heaven, God, that you would forgive our sins and that you would heal our land, that the power of God flowing through people, Lord, would be seen in nations around this world, in our nation, God, that the power of repentance brings a change, God, that it brings a change to our nations, to our cities, to our families, to our churches, to our communities, God, that when we repent and lay down our wills, our agendas, and we take on the heart of the Father, and we take on the Word of God as truth and powerful and living and sharper than any two-edged sword, God, that this is the place that when we come to these places and we lay them down, God, this is where you come in and you bring lasting change, God, that you step into the scene, Father, of our lives when we say no longer our will, God, but yours be done, Father, when we say that we we repent, we lay down our ways, Father, God, and we take up yours, God, This is where you come into the scene, God, and you right the wrong. You heal the brokenhearted. You deliver, Father, that you, your ways, the power of your Holy Spirit is made manifest in the lives of people, God, when we surrender to who you are because you love us and because what you have for us is better than what we have for ourselves. And so, God, we just thank you today, Father, that when we call on your name, When we call on your name and say, God, we repent on our behalf. We repent on behalf of our leaders. We repent on behalf of anyone, God, who is in place of authority. And we say, God, we want your way. God, we want to be a nation. We we just say what we are. We are one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. I feel compelled to pray that today, God, that we stand on who you are and we repent for any place, God, that has been given to sin and to wickedness and to leaders in high places. God, we have the ability as believers to come and repent on behalf of others that are dishonoring who you are, dishonoring your word, God. And we say we stand in the gap and we stand on the principles and we stand on truth. And we say, God, that you are faithful and that you are the restorer of broken things and you are the deliverer and you are the healer. And so, God, we just stand today saying Mm -hmm. that we are a people of repentance, God. We are a people of of your word and of your ways and that we want to be in covenant relationship with you, God. We want to see the power of God in our nation, in our homes, in our families, in our communities, in our schools, God, in our churches. We stand in the gap believing, God, that people's hearts are being turned to the heart of the Father. We believe and declare that there is a softening in the hearts of men that are saying, I will repent. I will return from my wicked ways. I will hear from heaven. I will... I will honor the Father because I see that His ways are true and right and just and that His way is better than mine. Yes. Because I see a love of a Father that He created me because He loves me. Yes. 
and that his word says he will never leave me or forsake me. And God, I pray that there would be a a restoring and a softening of the heart of men that says, my father loves me and he will never leave me or forsake me. And I will die to me and follow him because his ways are better than mine. God, that we would see that today and that we would believe it, that we would be convinced in our inner man that your ways are better than our ways. God, that you want to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves, that you want to take us to places that we in and of ourselves cannot go. But because your way is better than ours and our surrendered hearts say, we will follow you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Father, for what you're doing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for stirring us, for awakening our hearts and cleansing us, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of prayer. We encourage you, listeners, to set aside time this week Mm -hmm. to continue to pray, like Lori said, to read over Psalm 51, read it in a few different translations, really meditate on the word, look up repentance, look up um, scriptures that talk about that, look up scriptures that talk about being, being restored having your relationship with Jesus restored. And we just encourage you to take the time. And we, as we mentioned earlier, it's, it's very easy to look outward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot wrong with this world and a lot of other people are doing horrible things. <laughs> and that's true, but we can't look outward if we're not willing to look inward first. And our relationship with the Lord is priority. And so we encourage you, um, you know, too much introspection could be unhealthy, but I think that we as a culture have um, numbed ourselves to the call to do this. And I think the Holy Spirit is saying, I desire to make you whole. I desire Mm -hmm. to heal you. I desire to break down that wall that you've built up between me and you, and you were unaware It's not that you did it intentionally. It's that slowly, slowly, brick by brick, you built something up in between us. Mm -hmm. And now you wonder why you feel alone and isolated. And it's not because I have moved. It's because you are blocking me out. Holy Spirit, break down those walls this week. Break down those walls. Let us keep a short account with the Lord. Let us go to him daily and ask him to search our heart, to make us holy as he is holy, not in a religious uh, good works kind of way, but in a, in a repentant heart. I want to be more like you way. Show us Jesus. Mm -hmm. Give us opportunities to repent. Yes, but opportunities to be more like you 
in our words and in our deeds mm -hmm. to those around us this week. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name.